Hey y'all, have you thought about doing your own podcast? Well, if you have, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't already heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast and let me tell you why. For starters, it's free. Free 99, y'all. And y'all know I love something free. And if you love free things, go on and sign up right now. With what you get for that fee of free 99, you get some creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from either your computer or your phone. Super, super, super simple streamlined process. Also, to make things easier on you, Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. People can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard. Best part of all of it, if you're looking for a little side hustle, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you are thinking about it, stop thinking about it and just go ahead and do it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get to the show. Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome back to Sex, Swifts, and Stacks. It is your girl, Jay, and you guys are here joining me for episode number five. So I'm really happy that we are here at episode five, but I'm even happier to introduce you guys to a segment I am going to have every month called Just the Tip. So again, Just the Tip is a monthly segment. It's a quickie, if we might call it, where we're going to give you a few tips and facts about something sex, flip, and stack related. So to kick the series off, we are going to do a strain of the month, a sexual myth, and also for our stacks portion, talk about some some good habits and foundations to have to get you guys started successfully for the financials. So kick back, relax, give me a, roughly about 15 minutes of your time, and then you'll come out a lot more knowledgeable and hopefully a lot better. All right, let's get started. All right, guys. So what we have for the strain of the month is a strain called heroina. So the specifics on heroina, it is 80% indica and 20% sativa. And it looks like it has up to 25% THC. So it's pretty much here to kick ass. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with indica versus sativa, the best way for me to describe it that makes the most sense, at least in my head, indica are the ones that kind of put you down. They make you real mellow. You get super relaxed. You definitely can pass out and go to sleep if you hit it too hard. Like it kind of just takes you wonder. Like it's super dumb relaxing. Like maybe the equivalent of like how you feel after a, a deep tissue massage. And as far as the sativas, um, I think sativas are best described as like what makes you get like giggly and laugh and have a lot of fun and really happy and joyful when you smoke it. Or um, in some cases, like for those who want to open up a little bit more creatively, like smoking a sativa for me feels like it kind of just opens up those windows and those valves and gets the juices flowing for all of those creative endeavors that I want to do. So but this one, I'm sorry, I got a little caught up in that, is 80% indica, which means it's going to give you a little bit more of that couch heavy high than, you know, the giggles and things. Like, you'll still be happy, but, you know, I can't necessarily say that it's going to feel as, like, exciting as if you would have had, like, a sativa. However, um, one of the fun things about it is it kind of, at least my experience with it, it feels like it kind of punches you in the chest, 
but like in the best of ways. Um, it basically hits you really, really hard and it takes you down. You get like this fun, tingly feeling and everything feels good. And, you know, you just you're just happy. Um, but it's a super heavy strain as well. So if you are not used to it, it's going to take you down and it's going to leave you there. Um, I decided to introduce this to a couple of people who enjoy marijuana and I tried to tell them hit it slow kind of go in don't speed through it because if you speed through it it's going to hit you hard the most experienced they were like oh I'm good I do this they hit it too hard hit it too many times too fast and it took them right on under so if you also are not experienced um, I would not make this your first strain that you would want to try um, so some of the pros and the feelings around heroin is uh, you'll get relaxed, you'll get sleepy, you'll get euphoric, um, tingly, definitely mentioned the tingly. It feels like tingly in a great way. Um, it also helps with pain. It helps with insomnia, stress. If you have like any anxiety or depression, it makes you feel better. Um, it kind of uplifts your spirits a little bit and you kind of just feel floaty. Now, as far as the drawbacks of it, um, you'll end up with dry mouth, <laughs> which is the worst part. You'll also get like some dry eyes. And if like you're not ready, you might hit, get hit with like a little bit of paranoia or dizziness. So please be very, very careful. Have bottles of water and probably some Visine for those dry eyes. Um, but overall, I think it's a dope strain. I think it's really good. Um, you definitely get your bang for your buck, as in you can roll a J. And if you are a moderate user, you can hit it like maybe once and put it away and come back to it whenever you're ready or or twice or however many times but definitely you don't have to take in as much to get the feeling and the euphoria that you are probably searching for when you go ahead and you take a puff um great strain i think you guys should definitely try, try it out um if you have any more questions about it feel free to contact me on my ig at sex splits and stacks um or you know interact with us, throw something on the post and we can answer some questions. So now that we've got the strain of the month out of the way, let's move on. We're going to go and see what a uh, sexual myths we've been diving into. All right, y'all. So the sexual myth I am going to touch on, um, how I got here is I was actually having this conversation with someone earlier in the week and, um, we couldn't figure out the logic or anything behind it. So I decided to do a little bit of research, talk to you guys about it, and uh, hopefully get a couple of laughs. But what I am talking about today is loose vaginas. That is a sexual myth, loose vaginas. Um, and what I mean by loose vaginas are y'all that talk about, well, she she been out here with all these dudes it's all open, it's wide open, you know, the walls ain't tight, this, that, or whatever, or, you know, if it's too big, it might stretch me out, girl. That cannot happen. It is a sexual myth. Um, I had a couple of places that I looked through, including like health.com and psychology today and things like that, because I was really curious as to where y'all even got this from, because I feel like everyone talks about having everything loose or the walls not tight or whatever, but nobody has actually ever experienced it. So every time you ask someone, it's like, oh yeah, I think the pussy loose. I think this, I think that. But no one actually backs up how they know that. Um, And the reason I'm confused about that is 
where y'all getting the information or who told y'all this or who lied to y'all because I don't know if y'all know it is women out here that do sex work and they have tons of partners and then having tons of these partners these motherfuckers still come all the way back all the way back specifically because they feel like it is some of the best vagina they have ever had so I don't understand where you guys came up with the idea that too many partners or too much fucking or somebody too big could potentially stretch you out it just it just doesn't happen and again I have one person I have yet to find one person that has actually said they've experienced it everyone always just hears so some of other myths that surround this is, you know, virgin vagina is really tight or when you lose your virginity, it permanently loosens up. Or if you have too much sex, that that promiscuous girl we was kind of referencing, you know, it makes it wider or childbirth will even stretch things out. You know, guys always talk about, oh, I don't want the baby to mess up my fit. If y'all don't go sit down somewhere, like y'all gonna be perfectly fine. And if the baby messed up the fit, then y'all wouldn't continue knocking us up. But, you know, here we are. So the best way for me to explain to y'all why this is a myth, um, one of the things they stated that are pretty much just the exceptions is if you have like way too many children and you have to have like a lot of children where eventually as the vaginal walls try to contract, they just start to lose elasticity. Or once you get way, way older and you don't do things like your Kegels and try to keep your vaginal health together, those are the only ways that you can make a vagina lose. So Please do not continue on with the sexual myth of having too many partners or being too big or pushing out kids is going to ruin your vagina. And as quiet as it's kept, some of y'all ladies already know that this has been a myth, but <laughs> that's nobody's business but yours. Um, so yeah, wanted to just touch on that. Let all you juvenile dumbasses who still believe all these outdated myths and rumors know that vaginal looseness does not happen from any of those negative things that you try to place upon us. Um, And if it does happen, it's super rare anyway. So continue to enjoy the vagina that you enjoy without any worries of ever losing the elasticity. All right, that ends this segment. Let's move on to the sex. All right, guys, and now we are back again for our final segment. As promised, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about just some some core habits to adapt and some financial foundations to be successful. Um, I'm starting small specifically because, you know, I feel like the foundations of money management aren't really discussed. And a lot of times we don't get the best practices and we're taught to spend, 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 but not actually prepare for the future. So we'll start here. And as we continue on with our segments, we'll have a little bit more fun, shake it up a little bit, go a little bit more in depth. But I do think it's important just to establish a couple of different habits so that way you guys can start to make better financial decisions and build empires and, you know, glow up because that's all I want for you guys. So to start, um, it's one of the most simple and basic things, but it's so hard to do. But the first thing I want to recommend is just like making good financial decisions. Um, and what I mean by make good financial decisions is take some free courses that they have in like money management or even investing. Um, but 
before you know what before we even start with all that get started with a budget learn how to manage your money take a look at your money and see where it goes every single month and how you spend your paycheck break it all down if it's public transportation if it's gas money if it's lunch money if it's groceries if it's you know um getting your hair and nails done getting your your hair cut break all of that down and put it into a budget and put in the numbers as perfect as you can as to what you spend every single month see how much you how much you spend look at how much you make kind of see where your your window of opportunity is how small is that amount between what you make and what you spend out and what you have left over to actually put into your pocket. Um, And once you can kind of see it on paper and break it down, you can start to make a couple of different changes. And that's where I would definitely start incorporating doing things like taking some of the financial literacy classes, learning how to manage your money. And also by doing your budget, it'll help to control your spending. So if you see that you're spending $100 in lunch every time you get paid, you can take the actions to move forward and now say, how can I spend maybe $50 every time I get paid towards lunches versus the 100 that I usually do? And by learning how to do that budget, it's it's kind of placing yourself in a position to give yourself control. It's learning for you. It's for you learning to control your spending. So I wanted to start with that. Make wise financial decisions. Start with a budget. Start learning how to manage your money. Um, Another habit that you may want to start putting into play, especially after learning how to do that budget and manage your money, you want to always set yourself up. Um, in the event that you lose your job. So you want to prepare for losing your job. Your job may be the best one on earth, but things happen. Um, We're currently in the middle of a pandemic and people have lost jobs that they did not expect in a million years to lose. Um, And a lot of us weren't prepared. So I want you guys to start preparing for a potential loss of employment. Um, And the best way that you can actually start to do that is After kind of going back and looking at that budget, seeing what you have left over, once you pay all your essentials and get all those things out of the way, you want to start by paying yourself. And when I say pay yourself, I'm not saying go out and buy something nice and fancy and something cute for yourself to treat yourself. Um, I'm actually talking about putting money into your savings account as like your payment to yourself. Um, And if you can, start with 10% of what you have left over. So if you find that you have $100 left over after every paycheck and paying out everything, take $10 and put it in a savings account. And that's your payment to yourself every single time you get paid. It may not seem like a lot, especially when you're talking about small numbers like $10. But over time, say, for example, you never have to worry about a loss of employment. And for five years, you're just going and you're building all this money up. You're going to do very well. If you do $10 a month, that's $120 a year. And that's $120 that you would not have had in your pocket had you decided to just keep spending and spending and spending and not keeping your eye on it. So even if it's not enough to cover all of your expenses, if you get unemployed, you still also have a little bit of a nest egg to float yourself while you do that. Um, Kind of piggybacking off of that, I also want to talk about the importance of setting aside emergency money. So your emergency money could be the money that you're paying yourself just to have as kind of like a nest egg. Or you, if you want, you can set up something totally separate that's for that as well. So if you wanted to have two savings accounts, you definitely could. But before you do that, make sure you check with your bank about fees and minimums and things like that. Um, because what we don't want is for you to spend money to hold on to your money or make money. Um, 
you could have the two separate accounts for savings, one for emergency and one to kind of just like be your paycheck to yourself, or you can kind of drop it all into one bucket. But either way, whichever way you decide to do it or whichever other creative way you can do it, you just want to make sure you have money to float yourself in an emergency. Um, unfortunately, like where we are right now, a lot of Americans don't even have money in savings to cover like a month worth of bills. And you want to be able to be fully prepared for anything that might happen. So you want to start building up your emergency fund. You know, let's say you pop a tire on your car, you can get that fixed without any problem or your brakes or any car issue. Cause I feel like when <laughs> you're trying to get all your, your shit together, your car is like the first thing to go out, but you have funds, you have money, you can fall back on. If anything happens, say you're out of work and your job hasn't paid you yet, like you have something to float you, you, you just want to make sure that you establish that emergency fund. Um, and if you can, like try to start with like a small goal of $500 or $200 if that's more attainable for you. But by setting those little small benchmarks, it'll help you get there, help you keep building. Um, and that's the most important part. Um, and finally, I want to hit you guys with the discussion of saving for retirement. Um, we don't have the luxury, at least not in my age bracket, of all having pensions like our parents might have had or um, re- relying on Social Security because we may not actually even have Social Security by the time we get older. So you want to start planning for retirement now. And even if you're like 35, 40, it's still not too late for you to start putting aside money for retirement. Um, when you think about planning for retirement, think about how much you might actually need on a base level. Um, so you want to make sure that we are doing like 80% of what we might think you need for our current lifestyle then. Um, and I could be wrong with these numbers, please forgive me. But I baseline for me, needing about 80% of like your current income to like maintain your life. So as you plan for retirement, look at what your current income is. And if you think that'll be enough for you when you retire based on what you want to do, but whichever way you look at it, put aside money for retirement. Just make sure you put it in. It could be an employee plan that you have with your job. You can set up something like an individual retirement account, which which is also called an IRA. Um, there's so many other different options. Even if you start with just a small savings account, like we talked about, and then as you build it up, put it into a retirement fund. You can do that, but either way, make sure you do something to plan for retirement because we want to make sure that you don't only have one stream of income, if that, when you retire. So start planning for retirement. Even if you put aside $5 every time you get paid, you could put down less than that if you really want to, but just start planning for retirement because we're going to be here for a while and we want to make sure that we are not all broken and in dire need of food and shelter and things like that. We just want to make sure we're taken care of, but plan, plan, plan for retirement. Um, so yeah, those are my foundations. And as I continue to do more of this segment, we'll get a little bit more in depth. We'll talk a little bit more complex with some of the stacks portion, but just wanted to give you guys like a little, a little set of tips and feelers to get out there. Um, but that is it and wrapping it up for our stack segment. And it looks like we are now at the end of the Just the Tip segment. And we are going to go ahead and move on out. You guys, we will see you again next week for episode six. And hopefully you guys got a little bit of benefit out of this, got a little bit of a laugh. Either way, I hope you enjoy it. But see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.